This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Randy McKay. The Randy McKay, the three and O Randy McKay, the eleven and four on the season. Randy McKay, the Randy McKay that goes to the crappiest NFL games in the history of the league. I mean, two barn burners that Denver San Francisco a Sunday night game, and then last Thursday night. Hey, not bad if you had the hundred to one or so on no to- no touchdown scored at all in that one. But you're a magnet for crappy football, Randy. But well done. Yeah, and it's uh, for some reason it's been like that my whole life. I went to the uh, Vikings game back in the day, and uh, Rich Carlos won the game with seven field goals. <laughs> you just you, you're something else, man. Can we can we at least get you down to Baton Rouge and maybe watch LSU Tennessee next time? I mean, can, we'll take a crappy game. It might be a lot closer than what the what we saw on Saturday. So I'll come down there and get LSU a win. No, that that, that didn't turn out so good for them last week. No, indeed. And you've been here. You've been here uh, to uh, Baton Rouge, and you've seen the Tiger Stadium and uh, eaten some good food too. I think you still. Uh, 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 eating off the table from Mike Anderson seafood. I tell you what, did some damage. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, we told you. We tried to warn you. This guy's a magnet to crappy football. I introduce you Thursday night football. The Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. This game is so bad that they don't have a spread. It's just a pick 'em. It's just all you could do is bet the money line. So. Uh, minus uh, minus 107 uh, to win the game is what we have right now at Bet Rivers. So the Bears are minus 107 against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, with no spread, I see value here. I see two teams going in. And we uh, came out and we thought the Bears wouldn't be quite this kind of team this year. And they have two, two wins we didn't think they would get, maybe one at most at this spot, but... Uh, I see two teams, like I said last week, with the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. I see two teams going in opposite directions here. The Bears look like an up-and-coming, you know, they're still rebuilding team. Iberflus has got them playing very well against a Washington team that uh, if they didn't win last week, that was kind of their, their Waterloo. And then you see Rivera come out this week with the comments on Wentz being the worst quarterback in the division. You know, sure, he apologized for that. 
We see Del Rio, his team hasn't responded on defense. The Bears defense looks very strong. Sure, they started off very slow in a game. I had the Bears as a big bet last week against right. the show. I had I had the Bears plus seven and a half in that game. They started very slow, but this defense with these two young corners, Gordon and, and Johnson came out of nowhere, and Eberflus, defensive-minded coach, we're going to get a windy situation here. So I, I didn't quite go on the total here because uh, this might be a stinker too, but I definitely see a situation here where Fields turns the ball over less than Wentz, which will be a big uh, upside. He's a running quarterback and Wentz is it. And it's supposed to be a high win situation here. And I definitely like the Bears here at a pick em. Hold your nose. This is going to be an ugly one. It started somewhere in the second quarter, but Justin Fields, it started to click. And the, if at that point forward, this they the Vikings never stopped the Bears. And I haven't seen that with, you know, that level of consistency. We've seen sort of these broken plays and fields and make it uh, but he really has struggled being, you know, being settled in the pocket as a passer. But maybe this is a trigger. I, I don't know, but this was that was way better for the last two and a half quarters in Minnesota, way better than what he's been playing uh, at that position. And roughly, he's got about 16 starts under his belt now. Yeah, and the Vikings don't cover the tight end. And we've seen Kement have a big game. And I he'll probably have another big game against against uh, Washington here. I call them the dead skins on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the dead skins since uh, Mark Rippon won the Super Bowl back in the day. So I... I I would look at commentovers also as a prop if uh, when that comes out on Thursday, and I'll, I'll have some prop bets in this game. Man, this this guy's so damn hot. He's got jokes. Yes, indeed, I like it. Very good, very good. All right. Uh, well, you watched them in person last week. They came back and won. It was not pretty, as we talked about. But the Indianapolis Colts now in a revenge spot here against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and one and a half is the spread. The Colts are one and a half. Well, the odds makers are telling you that basically the Jaguars are better on a level, you know, on a neutral playing field. Colts one and a half here against the Jaguars. Keep in mind in that game, uh, Pittman was out, and man, that's a that's a compromised receiving core to begin with. That just can't afford to lose a guy like that. They were shut out in Jacksonville, and you, I think a lot of people will come back on Jacksonville in this spot because based on that last shutout. Not you, Randy. Looking at the Colts here, minus one and a half. Yeah, and this is against the numbers. A lot of DVOA and all that. Uh, they favor Jacksonville in this spot, and I don't. I see the Colts coming off this big motivation win. You know, they stole one here in Denver. I mean, uh, how how the coach for uh, Hackett doesn't kick the field goal to go up six. There was no shot that the Colts were going to score a touchdown in that game. Right. <laughs> really bad coaching mistake in that situation and that's not even being talked about enough and uh and the Colts stole one here they're getting their main players back I definitely think we see Jonathan Taylor and I definitely think we see the big Leonard the uh middle linebacker and Darius Leonard okay yeah and he didn't really play much in that first game I think he got hurt real early in the game and uh Jacksonville didn't see that and uh you know Colts have historically never played well in Jacksonville and we knew that spot coming in we took advantage of it and uh, now I see the reverse here 
where Jacksonville usually doesn't play well, especially in a controlled climate like the Dome. The Colts are built for Dome football. Jacksonville's built for outdoor football. The only thing that really scares me is this uh, tackle for the Colts, and you saw his name a lot on Thursday named Rain Man. Of course, the casinos are probably scared of him, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the pass rushers are not scared of him. Uh, he had three holding calls, and uh, hopefully they give him some help against Josh Allen and the, the, a, def- a decent Jacksonville defense. Well, we've seen some regression last few weeks out of Lawrence making poor decisions, and that got us the win with Houston last week. And I see much the same, him forcing it in the Dome, and the and the Colts getting some turnovers for the victory. All right, uh, so the Colts at uh, minus one and a half. That's uh, it's good. You can, it, I, I like that uh, angle uh, as well. So maybe getting some of their key players back. They need it. Let's say, hey, they beat the Chiefs uh, in the same building uh, earlier on. So we'll see if we can get the Colts home on Sunday as well. Sunday night football primetime game. Boy, this is a good one. Dallas and Philadelphia. These two teams we previewed on my radio show with you uh, during the summer. You liked the Philly over. You're even getting some uh, some Twitter compliments there. That's a tough damn crew to get compliments for. So that's indeed. And then you like Dallas under. Dallas looks better, though, than maybe we thought. I mean, especially on the defensive side, especially with the backup quarterback going 4-0 uh, at this point. But you're looking at the total in this one, which is 42. Yeah, and I – and of course, I was looking for a, a one of these totals that I thought would go under the total, and this one jumped out at me. Um, of course, we got five and zero versus four and one, and this will be uh, one of the main things that go on for the for the division. Hopefully, Philly can pull off the victory here and get us a good lead in the division because we have bets on that. We have bets on Philly over, and we have bets on Dallas under. Uh, Dallas has outperformed since uh, Dak's gotten injured. Cooper uh, Rush has played very well, you know, and they, they've ran the ball, and that's going to be in short passing. That's going to be their main recipe in this game, and they're going to rely on their defense. So getting over this number with these two defensive fronts, which I think will outman the offensive lines in both this game, I think we have a defense advantage on both sides. We don't get any crazy pick six turnovers or block punts. You know, Dallas did block a key punt last week that led to their victory against the Rams. I definitely see this as a a game that's very hard to get into the 20s here. You know, and these division unders, they've been coming in strong. I mean, this has been a strong trend over the years, and it's been very strong this year, about right around 65%, I believe, going into last week. So with that... You know, and a, and a decently high total. The 42 is not, not real big for this, you know, NFL, you know. But uh, I, I definitely see a game having a tough time getting into the 20s here and both quarterbacks not having success with any deep balls. So under the 42. And, that, man, that, and that is Cooper Rush's. That's what he's doing best. And – only four games, four games, Dallas has had the ball and been behind. Only two drives of those, all those four games. Uh, gate to wire against Cincinnati. 
Um, the you know they did have to uh, drive it for the field goal, the game-winning field goal when Cincinnati finally tied it up. But the Monday night game against the Giants, Sequan Barkley busted it off to the right side for a touchdown. That gave the Giants a seven-point lead. Dallas responded with a touchdown on that drive. And then this past Sunday, Cooper Cup's uh, one-handed catch where he went 75 yards, uh, that gave them a 10-9 to lead. It was a handoff, but Pollard busted off. So he has been really – he's had the luxury of being ahead and don't get his beat, prioritize protecting the ball, and that's what he's done. I mean, they only had 10 first downs on Sunday uh, in the win uh, against the Rams. So, again – under 42, Dallas, Philadelphia, Indiana minus Indianapolis minus one and a half, and Chicago, which is a pick'em, uh, minus 107 on the uh, on the money line. But Randy, who's going to win the Episcopal uh, my son's game against their rivalry this week? Episcopal six and zero, lead the leading tackler Ethan Ott, huh? I mean, uh, coming off the edge against the uh, hated Dunham Tigers, who are five and one. Who's going to win that one? I got it a pick'em, Randy. All right, let's go Ethan's team. I like to – he sounds like he's got a good matchup there. He's a really good pass rusher. I met the kid. He's pretty uh, He's pretty quiet, but I can see he can be a killer <laughs> in, the, in the inside, that's for sure. So I definitely see Ethan's team uh, taking care of. There's also a big game in North Dakota this week. They got the big marker game. You got uh, North Dakota State versus South Dakota State. So, okay. Uh, big games all over the place, including and, – and then we see Tennessee and uh, Alabama as well. You got uh, Jackrabbits or Bison in that one, huh? Now it's a lay around three and a half point spread. So uh, it's tough to beat North Dakota State in the dome, but uh, I'll look to see uh, for some uh, angles in that one. But I don't see anything right as yet. He's doing it all. He's doing it all. I mean, he's he's cracking jokes. He, uh, who's grooming you now? I mean, you look you look well groomed. I mean, the man is. This is this is how it goes when you you're three and zero. He's our hottest handicapper going right now. Eleven and four on the season for Randy McKay. I'm Jimmy out here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.